It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Version. Yeah. Thank you very much. We're, we're breaking ground, are we? <laughs> Going ahead of the curve. Breakfast powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matters shaping and building Australia together. We welcome Daisy Pierce, the West Coast Eagles AFLW coach and legend of AFLW. Of course, Melbourne Premiership captain, three time All Australian, four time AFLW best captain, and three time Melbourne fairest to best into the studio. Oh, a belated WA, welcome to you and, well, part of the SEN family, yeah. to be brutally honest with you. Welcome, Daisy. Good morning, Tim. Hey, Scotty. It did. It felt like coming to visit your cousins this morning. <laughs> I don't really know you, but I've heard your voice a lot. Yeah, you do. Spoken to you on the phone once, I think, and, yeah, walking in to see the SEN logo, it felt like a sort of bit of familiarity. So yeah. family of sorts. Have you learned the words to the new song yet? There's four lines in it. <laughs> So we've gone with the breaking news that we think the change has been made and West Coast contacted me last night and said, where did you get this song from? <laughs> so it's a little bit uh, sensitive. But do you like the song? Well, I, I hope we sing it a lot and I hope I learn to like it. That's what I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> You're coming in off a low base uh, with the girls. It has been a real struggle. COVID, probably not great, but you've got some real young talent coming through. What's your, what's your walk-in vibe a couple of months into the job right now, what you're expecting for the season ahead? Well, I'm really excited. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have moved over here and moved the family over here if I didn't see great potential in the list. So there's plenty of talent and enough talent, in my view, um, to work with here. We'll always look to continue to improve the list. But as a starting point, what we've got here, I'm really excited about. And I mean, my, my early impressions, we're so far out from the season, so it's a tricky one to get a full read on. But the fact that we are in, you know, January, February and the players' contracts don't kick in officially until June for our pre-season and an early September, early September start, their appetite to want to learn and improve and their enthusiasm for coming into the club and wanting to get better has been really good given that, yeah, it is voluntary at the moment. So for those that we've got in the country, you know, we've got a couple of girls away on their holidays at this time of the year, um, a few that have just started joining us from Victoria. We had a couple of Victorian draftees this year, which is a bit of a shift in the competition that um, the draft and trade period has become a more national pool. So we had Jess Wrench, our number one pick in the the draft, and Kaylee Kavanagh, um, both from Victoria, top end Vic Country and Vic Metro talents respectively, and then a couple of our draft uh, trade-ins as well. Jess Hosking's coming over today, joining us from Carlton and Richmond. Ali Drennan has played at a couple of clubs most recently, Gold Coast, and then Annabelle Johnson as well, who was at Geelong. So with those moving over in bits and pieces, the fact that pretty much everyone in the state is 
wanting to get better off their own bat and coming in in small groups and hitting me up to try and do sessions. I mean, I can only judge them on that. And so far, their appetite to want to learn and work has been really great. So um, talent, as we know, only does so much. And now we've got to get to work and go after closing this gap that's in the competition. It sounds exciting because the criticism has been, and I'm really interested in your in your take on this because you know you've come from Melbourne, who has been extremely successful. You've been extremely successful. Goss made the point last year that you have a look at Melbourne's list or the the, the girls, and you have a look at Brisbane. Their shape is different. Their their hardness at the footy is different. Their skills are different. How have you found coming here? Because the criticism of the Eagles was they don't train hard enough. They are still just part-timers just having a kick. That was the criticism of them. How have you found it? Well, as I said, I can only sort of judge them on what I've seen and their their work rate and their willingness to learn has been great, but um, clearly there's been a gap. And whether that's um, fitness and strength and those kind of things, it, that's probably a factor, um, contributed to by the fact that they are a younger demographic, but there's no secret that we've got to get to work and catch up to the Melbournes and Brisbane's and Adelaide's that you mentioned. And I mean, the advantage they've got, they've been in the competition since day one. So the uh, sophistication of their program, their professionalism of their their list as a whole is probably a bit of he- ahead of where we are and where we want to get to. So now we go to work on closing that. And part of that is um, ramming home that messaging and um, coaching them really hard from a program point of view, bringing in some more experienced talent as we have to support them and to show these young, really talented girls how to work and how to compete day in, day out um, on the grind of being an athlete and a footballer. So much, Only so much of it is talent and the rest is just being able to turn up on the days that you don't want to, mm-hmm. on the days where you've been at work because our athletes, a lot of them are part-time and working or going to uni and being able to still put out on the park a level of training and a, a standard that is going to help you improve and help you be able to keep compete with the Melbournes and Brisbane's of the world. But that's our job. That's, that's what I'm here to, to help do and help shape in our program. And the girls, as I keep saying, or the players, their appetite to want to do so I can't question. I mean, we've had some <laughs> lovely weather since I arrived in um, <laughs> mid-January. <laughs> Plenty of forty-degree days, and yeah, you know, right. considering you know a, f- a bunch of girls will hit me up to to want to train and do a session, and forty-three degrees hits, and I think, are they sure they want to still? But there they are, standing in front of me, wanting to train. So great that the great signs, and I mean, we've got a long way to go, um, but. The work that we're doing now to, to add a base and to, on an individual level, work with players to, you know, upskill them so that when we come together as a whole program in June, uh, yeah, we're, we're looking to improve. Let's talk about uh, taking the job and your experience to get the job, more so as a player. You get that small taste down at Geelong. You come from a successful culture in Melbourne. What sort of coach are you? Oh, yeah. Especially <laughs> yeah. um, smiling, always happy, Daisy. Am I? Yeah, that's what we see. <laughs> well, I'm a positive, optimistic sort of person, so I, I smile more than I frown, I hope. Um, but I'm I'm a competitor, so as much as I'll be about um, love and care, which I think just comes a bit naturally to me, especially I, I love my football clubs. They've, that's just the role they've played in my life. I sort of 
grew up in a little country town and was a bit of an odd kid, bit of a, you know, loved kicking around with the boys and my footy club was my family. Similar when I joined the Darabin Falcons, like, it, you know, I, I wed myself to my footy teams and Melbourne was the same and, you know, I've been here five minutes and I can already feel it happening here that I'll, I'll love and care for this group um, like they are a family. That's the role footy played in my life and I'm really grateful for the impact that had on me and now I want to offer that to our girls and players and even the staff and attached to it. But on top of that, I'm a ruthless competitor. I like I like to win. I did as a player and I wanted to find any opportunity to improve and continue to improve myself, improve my team, try and make the competition um, go further. So that's just in my DNA as well. So I think the best way to sum it up, I heard Tara Vanderveer, who's um, recently become the most winningest coach in the NCAA, she said... She's a, a, a player's coach. You hear that, that term that you want to be a, a player's coach, which means they are relationships-based and all of that kind of thing. She kind of went a step further and says, I want to be a great player's coach. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll care for you and I, I want to get to know the, the person beyond the footballer and I'll have empathy when things happen in life and that kind of stuff. Um, and respect for the fact that everyone's an individual and goes about it in a different way. But I also, I'm not just a players coach. I want to make great players, and I'm 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 here to see this team have success and win. So there'll be things um, that players won't like to hear from me because I'll be pushing them to want to get better. But um, I hope that the the work that I do in connecting with them and being able to relate to them and building that relationship will make sure that they know that it's coming from a place of me wanting to help them be great players. Can they handle the feedback? Um, yeah, because at the, at the moment, I, and we were t- talking about this off air, a lot of people are too scared to offer direct and honest feedback to the AFLW competition at the moment because they have fear of the reprisals from outside the, the four walls. Can the girls handle a direct coach like that you're going to be? Obviously, there's there's going to be the time for the cuddle, but there's also always, always time for a, a clip around the ear hole as well. Are they up? For that sort of feedback? Oh, I think, you know, from what I've seen, again, we're so far out, I haven't had the whole group in yeah. front of me in a full compulsory capacity, so it's I probably haven't been tested to answer it accurately, but judging from what I've seen, it's a group that want to get better, and when I um, give them advice, no matter who they are, whether they're um, the most impressive player on our list talent-wise or they're new in or those that are trying to find their way into the side and have, you know, struggled to do that over the last couple of years, they they are wanting to improve. And whether that's, um, yeah, suggestion on how to do things better or encouragement to try and compete a bit harder, that so far they've been really receptive to that. They're, they're still turning up. They haven't, <laughs> haven't stopped coming. But I think as a whole, part of that's the evolution of the competition as well. I mean, we've got to remember that AFLW, eight seasons in, um, Prior to that, a lot of these players weren't exposed to high-performance environments, whereas now, over the course of time, that's becoming um, more expected and they're more prepared for that kind of feedback and that kind of environment. Um, I mean, you think back to when our, my era came into the competition, we'd sort of had to teach ourselves football. Uh, we grew up kicking in the park or with our brothers or off to the side at a, men's, at a boys' training and never really had a pathway or that ambition to play in an elite, high-performing environment. Dreamt of it, but it wasn't reality. And then 
the competition came in and it was still made up of players that had grown up on park footy. That's the reality of where the comps come from. And to think of where it's at eight years in is astonishing. To think where it'll get to in eight more years is Mm. exciting. But I went out to a a representative game a couple of weeks and weekends ago at Claremont between the under 18s and the waffle all-stars. So the best of the waffle W talent that haven't been drafted to an AFLW list and the under 18s state team talent pathway that Trent Cooper's working with. And the, the talent and the knowledge of football within that under-18s group is far and above what mine would have been or what yeah. anyone else's would have been. But so it should be. They're now in school programs. They're training in a talent academy every weekend. And, and that sounds normal. And it's their priority sport for yeah. them now. And, and not just getting exposed to the pathway and training in it, handling a ball, being pushed from a fitness and athletic point of view from a young age, but they're turning on their TV in AFLW season on the weekend and they're seeing where they want to get. So their whole mindset is different. You know, I had to create that mindset in my own fantasy, (laughs) whereas now it's the reality. So not only are they being exposed from a physical point of view in incremental steps, but their their mindset and their psyche is completely different. So you can push them a little bit harder because they've been brought up um, kind of thinking about those yep. things as it is. Daisy Pierce, our guest, uh, West Coast Eagles AFLW coach for the season ahead. There's more to the story than just you taking over as coach. It's a pretty big upheaval. You've got twins, of course, uh, and a husband. Did you drive across the Nullarbor? No, we flew. No, we flew. We wanted to drive so much. <laughs> we, <laughs> we've yeah. got to drive up um, on our agenda when the time yeah. allows. Well, we'll sit down, <laughs> which days. is a fair bit of time. But just did it. I'll give you the spots to go. <laughs> love oh, I mean, that. The kids would love what to the see highlights? the big Lara and Kimber, um, <laughs> the Penong Windmill Museum. Oh, they will. That'll change their lives and yours. Um, Look forward to so- it. Sauce in the sausage roll. Oh well, yeah, no, well, that's a yeah, that's more a culinary disgrace by the people of South <laughs> Australia. But anyway. Uh, uh, there's, there's the world's tallest rubbish bin in Kalgoorlie. I mean, there's so much for you to look forward to with the drive. I look forward yeah. to it. Can you drop down a seven-day uh, itinerary for uh, absolutely, us? Absolutely, Will. Um, absolutely. So how is settling in? Because there is more to it. And I know your season doesn't start for you know, several more months, so you get you, you get time to get your, your feet on the ground and get into living life in WA. But it, it's pretty uh, big. It's a big upheaval. It is. It is a big upheaval, a big change to Very different places. What we were doing, and you know, a change for me for professionally from you know working a lot in the media and now going. Do you have any on. role in the media? Uh, I'm fully committed to the job that I'll be doing at West Coast, and it, it will be a full time gig whilst the, the season's part time. I mean, a bit of the conversation we're having around the players is that whilst it's a, a short competition and a part time competition, the way forward as an individual player and the way forward to the comp is to treat yourself as a a full-time athlete. And I mean, if I'm asking that of the players, I'm going to have to be available to them as a coach. So Mm -hmm. this is going to be a full-time gig. Um, Even now, like, yeah, we're so far out. I come in at the start of, or end of January, start of February, but, you know, with a 10 week or hopefully 11 week AFLW season this year, that's not a, really enough to improve and develop off. So we're preparing about oh, 10 players to play some Waffle W footy at the moment um, and preparing them for some games in the back end of April and May, hopefully. So all of that is busy at the mm, moment, mm. getting to know the Waffle W clubs. I mean, it's a completely different dynamic over here. As you guys know, um, kind of where I've come from, Melbourne had an affiliation with Casey who played in the VFL. So the transition of your players 
out into state league footy at this time of the year was a bit more seamless in terms of our line coach coached our VFL affiliate and the messaging just continued and you could scale it that way, whereas I'm sort of trying to get out and work out where our girls play and it's spread out across a number of clubs and trying to communicate with those clubs about... Are you allowed to have any say where they do play yet? Um, there's obviously overlay with zoning and where players have already played, but some of the new ones that have come across we've tried to to place with their development in mind and our interests as a club, but also um, the health of the Waffle W competition, which is really important for footy in the state, but um, long-term important for us at the Eagles and Fremantle as well. So, yeah, you get a little bit of say in those new ones, but for those that are zoned and um, they were pathway players in the areas for the Waffle W clubs, they're, they're kind of set. But So there's a lot of work in all of that is where I was getting. So setting up the program now with a lot of planning, with the help of the team at the club, there's a fair bit on, appointing coaches and that kind of thing. So I've walked straight into it whilst we're a fair <laughs> way out. I feel like the amount of work we do now will set us up for a, a smooth June through to hopefully mid-December. You could travel to every Waffle Club and it still won't be as far as having to drive out to Casey <laughs> for training. It's a beautiful place, Casey. Now, now, our motto not, at you're not Casey, there anymore. It's not the, that great. Yeah, no, I'll tell you. Now that I, our motto at Casey was, we hate it, but they hate it more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, hate um, hate but, it. yeah, it is. it has been a big move and a big sacrifice for my partner, Ben, too. He was a fiery. It's not easy to transfer as a fiery. So is he firing? He's yeah. not firing. No, you can't. What? It's all very... Um, but just different processes. Different unions and processes. Really? Yeah, well, the fires are the same, and I think you put them out the same, but it's all... That's yeah, Not easy to transfer. So it's I been would. a big sacrifice for him, but, um, yeah, his support, it's, um, it's... I couldn't do everything I do without him. And Incredible. Incredible. We'll talk to Zorba. We'll talk to Zorba. Zorba's got some clown the fireys. Well, yeah, he does have a little bit of oh, Daniel Metropolis. Yeah. Now, um, and just before Scotty uh, n- uh, gets you into the, uh, what's it called? The six-pointer. Six uh, yeah, where we just, dig a little deeper into the world of Daisy Before Pierce. we get there, I just want to make mention, if, you, if you, Michelle Cowan's a little bit edgy today and over the next few days, Michelle Cowan uh, is a shareholder in a horse that I own, <laughs> and it's in the final of the big race on Friday night at Gloucester Park just over the over the river called Better Get On Pip. She's a major She's shareholder. told me about yeah, Better Get On Pip. Yeah, and it will be, it draws, the barrier draws today. Well, and you are edgy, aren't you? And if we draw two, three or four, what you put in, you get out. It's, it's worth 125 or something, this race, a, it's, isn't it? It's a moral, and Michelle Cowan is very yeah. bullish about its chances. Yeah. Not that she needs the money. What do you got for us, Scotty? A six-pointer, okay. So there short, sharp answers. We, there's nothing to do with footy at all, but we just need to lighten this up a smidge. Uh, uh, other than footy, name your favourite sport and athlete. Cricket. Elisa Healy. Star. You open your own restaurant. Oh, you've just moved here to Perth. You're going to open your own restaurant. What's going to be the signature dish that has people lining up? Um, a baked salmon with a nice char-grilled veg. <laughs> and chips? And chips. Okay. Can't call Daisy's. Either. There's a cafe in called Daisy's. <laughs> yeah, a baked salmon with veg. Yeah. Get on it, Scotty. Nah. <laughs> Can't help it. Chigarola chips. <laughs> um, do you always have footy trips? Yeah. Yeah. So you're on your footy trip, you've hit the wall, and you just need a song to bring you up out of your chair to get you pumping and going. What song is it? 
Um, I reckon you've got Luke Combs written all over you, I reckon. <laughs> I don't mind a bit of Luke Combs. <laughs> Zach Bryan, all the young girls are getting me on to at the moment. Um, oh. A pump-up song? Oh, like a bit of K-San would get everyone out of their chair. Okay, there you go. Easy. <laughs> uh, well, actually, it's pretty tough. We normally ask, tell us something we don't know about one of your teammates. Tell us something we don't know about one of the girls that you've played with along the... Yeah, something mm, left 27 field. years of playing footy. Um, something left field. That you can say. <laughs> yeah, where we really that's stumble, where that's, we Can you hear me blokes. going through yeah. that? <laughs> There's a lot of blokes that we have on go, I mm. uh, oh, no, can't say that. <laughs> uh, I can't say that. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Well, is there something we don't know about one of the girls that you've. I oh, know you've only just met the girls. Nothing's yeah, coming to mind. Right this is meant to be quick, isn't it? Well, yeah. I'll let you down there. That's all right. We'll get you. Thought you were mid-year. Thought you were the two that sprung on, on I didn't want to say out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Just write them down. We, we won't run with them. Just, um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Thought Dave of course you won't. more of a quick thinker anyway. <laughs> this, this exposes a lot of people, this six-pointer. Um, do you have any secret talents? Oh, here we go. Yeah, what are you really good at? Other than footy. Oh, not really. I, I do enjoy cooking. Yeah. Can you play a musical instrument? No, hopeless. And I blame my mum. I, I think everyone who plays a musical instrument, their parents made them. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> made them. Like, absolutely made them. And when I, I blame, I've said that to mum before because I wish I could. She said I couldn't get you to come inside. It's a thing, yeah, that's a, it's a thing when you're older and you go, wish I, wish I learnt the guitars. You just see your ass sit around yeah. and have a sing, but no, no. Um, so you got you got nothing else going for you, Daisy, except for footy. Nah. One trick pony. No, I hope I, you're a bloody good coach, mate. I tell you. I just don't. Want, I'm trying to be humble. <laughs> this is not the place for it. <laughs> um, and the last one. I don't. This is gonna be interesting. What makes you way more angry than it should? Something little that just ticks you off. That you you blow into rage and you go. That probably wasn't worth it. Uh, the, I've got a footy one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Is when you're doing a drill and people push back the wrong way. You know, you, the, the ground's running this way, <laughs> and because we're kicking that way, they'll push back oh, on the wrong the angle. Push off back the off the mark on the wrong angle. Go sideways. If there's going to, I don't think I'll she, lose my mind. Should be a hard up. Outwardly, just, you go out to 45, <laughs> and Jason's going to rip you to pieces. Oh, I reckon your first me. spray, your first public spray that we see, either at quarter time, and you're probably going to be measured, and the camera's going to be focusing in on you. I reckon it's going to command a lot of interest in this town. It's a very micro-focused mm. footy town, as you yeah. appreciate. The, well, let's see if we get one, eh? The princess of Perth. might <laughs> <laughs> lose her title. A bit of Rocket Eat style. I don't think I'll go there. No. I appreciate you coming in. Oh, is today the launch of the WAFL It is. Season? The oh. Waffle W launch over the road at the Camfield, which yeah. I'm heading there next. But it's also, isn't it the other day? Your birthday? Oh, thank you. Let's <laughs> try to get high. Oh, stop it. Stop it's Banfield's birthday today. Number one. Number one. Happy Happy birthday, guys. Thank you, Daisy. Appreciate you it. chance of ripping out those fairy cakes you brought in? <laughs> Did you hear about that study? Yeah. Dad bod, less risk of heart disease. <laughs> Pull out the fairy cakes. <laughs> Daisy, thanks for coming in. And we look forward to chatting, I'm sure, yeah, throughout the season. Luck, and good luck with the girls. And, and, and you got any involvement with the men system? Uh, my role is purely in the women's program, but I jump out there when I can just to get to know the boys, the players, but also build relationships with those coaches and continue to, to learn as well. So, yeah, when I can, I'm too. getting out there. And they've been great, really um, welcoming and 
invite me into everything, so it's been good. Look forward to you working with them. did the spin and the kick for goal? How'd the yeah. first one go? <laughs> Sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy Pearce in the studio us. and a bit of K-Sand. Scotty and Goss, Paul Hayes will be after 7.30. Mark Duffield comes up after 8 o'clock. SENWA Breakfast. Let's go.